1: And welcome to The Back Brief. I'm your host, Rod Rodriguez. Uh, another week of veteran news down. Here we go. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking with the amazing, the venerable, it's not enough people get hit with the venerable title, but I'm going to go with venerable Jack Murphy, who's here to tell us what's been going on in his world. Jack, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Dude, so what have we missed this week in the world of veteran news? Oh,
2: this week. I mean, a few different things going on. Well, first off, there was the uh, whole incident with the Navy SEAL Museum, where they did a demonstration with military working dogs. And you got you guys are probably all, everyone's familiar with those demonstrations where they have a guy dress up in the big bear suit, you know, with all the pads, and then they send the attack dogs at him and they bite the guy's arm, and they pull him down, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, this, this time, the guy wearing the, the suit, the demonstrator, was also wearing a Colin Kaepernick jersey. And they released the hounds on him, like four dogs. And this was at a demonstration in front of like 100 people. So of course, someone took a video of it. It got onto the internet, caused a big scuffle, uh, a big deal. Uh, The uh, Naval Special Warfare is actually not associated with the Navy SEAL Museum. It's privately run. But they broke ties this week. They said, we're breaking ties with the museum. Um, until they get their act together um, and they reiterated that you know this demonstration this museum it had nothing to do there were no active duty seals there so basically they were saying it's not our fault which i it's true in this case it's not um so that was a, a little interesting uh, interlude this week
1: so wait so the guys that did this demonstration they're not they're they're retired navy seals former navy seals
2: I actually don't know um, from the way some, some of them looked like they were cosplaying Navy SEALs. Maybe they were just civilians. I, so I, I really don't know.
1: But it is the uh, Navy SEAL museum that is not part of the DOD, not associated. It's just, uh, we're devoted to this. This is our thing. We're...
2: That's yeah. It ha- it's privately run, has like a board of directors with a bunch of former SEALs on it, et cetera.
1: I, you know, regardless of whether you're a Navy SEAL or not, There has to be some level of just pure ignorance to think that there's no connection between sicking dogs on there's no there's there isn't a negative stereo a negative connotation uh, of sicking dogs on black people on black people and 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 whether or not you're wearing blackface you're, you're wearing Kaepernick's jersey.
2: It's because of the, uh, the 1963 uh, protests in Birmingham, Alabama, where the police set loose German shepherds on, on black you know, civil rights protesters.
1: Right. It, 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 and this still comes back down to, and I know, you know, some of our, our viewers and listeners, uh, they're not going to like this opinion, but again, don't care. Leave your comments down below. Um, here's the thing. Kaepernick was kneeling. He started this kneeling thing after talking with the Green Beret, uh, who said you know they had a conversation I believe the conversation was I want to protest I want to bring attention to uh the you know minority causes black lives um brutality there, there's just an injustice in this country I want to protest I want to demonstrate my my position without being disrespectful to anybody I got to give it to Kaepernick in that respect he was trying to he's trying to I guess placate the art He's trying to trying to play every end. Like, hey guys, uh, I, I I don't want to piss anyone off. And in the end, he still ended up pissing everyone off. Uh, he gets the green light. Hey, just take a knee during the the national anthem. Just take a knee. It's it's not inappropriate. He gets the he gets the green light for this, and he's still wrong. And now we're we're doing these, I guess, human effigies of of him getting mauled by a dog. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um. I, I, I in just my personal opinion. I'm not the biggest fan of of Kaepernick or Kaepernick, whatever his name is. Um. He. Uh, I mean, I I understand the protests about police brutality. But then he gets in all these other things like you remember the whole thing with the Betsy Ross flag and who's telling Nike like oh you can't do that because the Betsy Ross flag is racist. It's like come on man you're just a showboater and a spotlighter like that's that's what this is really about there's like a performative aspect of it like at some point you're crossing the threshold from this being
1: about civil rights to it to an, it being all about you. Um, At the same time, so is everybody, like everybody's showboating. Even the guys that oh, are like yeah. anti-Kaepernick, these guys are like, yeah, yes. well, That's- I don't like Kaepernick and I hate BLM and I, I, I'm, I'm all about red, white, and blue and support the blue and I'm about this. And it's like, you know, you can be about.
2: Grandstanding, yep. Uh,
1: yeah, they're grand. You can, be a lo- you can be about a lot of different things without having to shit on everything,
2: well, that, that's why it's a culture war, because it's like you you're expected to choose a side. Like we all have to choose like Rodriguez. Do you support the police or not? What's wrong with you? You know, like this sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. But what's also ridiculous is having a dog team demonstrator where Cop- Kaepernick's uh, football jersey and sticking the dogs on him. That's also ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ignorant and it's stupid and it's needlessly uh, inflammatory. Especially in this environment,
1: you know what we need. We need a really good bad guy again. We need Osama bin Laden. Let's just, let's just be real folks. We need a bad guy. We need an OBL. We need somebody to, that we can all point to as a country and go, that guy's a piece of shit."
2: Well, well Rod, why do you think that so many conversations in America uh, end with you know comparisons to Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich? it's a constant need to find that villain and, well, and to make to- it and f- to we all want to feel as if we are in this historical moment where you want to be on the right side of history and it's good versus evil so that that hitler comparison just comes back again and again and again
1: we need a joker that's what we need we need <laughs> a super villain that we can all Alex point and go, Luther. yeah, Lex Luthor. And it can't be uh, the Facebook guy. Everybody, you know, everybody points to Zuckerberg and oh, Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that congressional hearing that just happened recently where they're, you know, a bunch of, of Congress people who don't understand technology, trying to talk to the three or four possibly smartest people in the world when it comes to the use of technology and social media it that 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 was a shit show, and probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen,
2: yeah, yeah, it's unreal, and you know it, we all have our our or I should say Americans I mean they all get their personalized conspiracy theory villains, you know, so if you're on the left, you have the Koch brothers, if you're on the right, you have George Soros, and I guess now Bill Gates is also on that list somehow. <laughs> but- well, he, he's,
1: he made COVID. I, I heard they, they cooked COVID up in a Microsoft <laughs> lab somewhere. Look, if, if you think he made COVID, you obviously are not a Windows user because I would be amazed <laughs> if they could create a virus that did what it does now. I mean, every update so far has been terrible. We need patches for things that just came out. I don't think it was Microsoft. This seems more like an Apple thing. Um, what else is going on? I know there was another story you were just uh dealing with just recently.
2: Yeah, so uh I don't get a whole lot of work emails, but I have to say my inbox has been blowing up the last couple of days. Uh and it's over this article I wrote about uh John James, who's running for the Senate in Michigan, and Bryant Messner, who's running for Senate in New Hampshire. And in their campaign ads, they both claim to be Rangers. Um, The Washington Post uh, did like some uh, kind of like a fact checking on them. And even the army kind of called it out a little bit. But so here's the issue. They're both claiming to be Rangers because they both graduated from Ranger school. And now we're going to go get into like the insider baseball here, because there are a lot of um, people who served in the 75th Ranger regiment Mm -hmm. that disagree with Ranger school graduates claiming to be Rangers So, again, i got to get into the weeds here a little bit to explain what this disagreement is even about. Ranger School is a two-month course that teaches infantry tactics and leadership. It is a training school. It exists under uh, Training and Doctrine Command, uh, based out of Fort Benning, but also the other branches of Ranger School up in Dahlonega, Georgia, and uh, at Eglin in Florida. So it is a school, and it is open to anyone in the Army. Anyone in the Army can go who qualifies, who, who meets the requirements. Um, and you go to the school, and when you graduate, you're awarded the Ranger tab. And it's one of the hardest schools in the Army. Um, and then there is also the 75th Ranger Regiment, which is a unit. It is not a training command. It is not a training course. It is a special operations white infantry, direct action unit, deploys overseas, kicking ass all the time. Um, But they're both, they both have the name Ranger (laughs) in them. Um, And they both, uh, the instructors at Ranger School and members of the 75th Ranger Regiment, both wear tan berets. So like, this is very like kind of convoluted and confusing to the American public. And I honestly, I don't think the American public even cares but, it, again, it's sort of an insider baseball thing that members of the Ranger regiment will look at that and look at Ranger school graduates like James and Messner and say, you're not Rangers, you're Ranger qualified, that you're well, qualified for the Ranger tab.
1: This is, this is the Ranger's fault. This is a Ranger problem. First of all, you're you, not can't, you can't give people a tab that says Ranger and don't <laughs> expect them to call them. Yeah, look, yeah. you have a special forces tab. Guess what? You are. Special forces. <laughs> you have an airborne tab, you're airborne. Yeah, you could be in an airborne unit, but you're an airborne soldier. Okay. You put a ranger tab on. You don't expect this dude to call himself a ranger. Like it it's right. It's, it's literally confusing. right there. It doesn't, right it doesn't right there.
2: necessarily make sense. And and like full disclosure, open kimono here. I, I graduated from Ranger School, uh class 0404. And I also served in the 75th Ranger Regiment. So that's another layer of confusion because you can be both, right? And if you're a member of the 75th Ranger Regiment, if you have any sort of leadership position, you're gonna go you to, have to be a be. Ranger School graduate.
1: But you can't, so, but like Special <laughs> Forces, nobody's Special Forces qualified.
2: Right, and well, if you're Special Forces qualified, you wear a green beret,
1: you, wear you green are Red.
2: Special Forces.
1: Yes, that is 100% true. and. I, I, that's, that's a range, maybe. And now, this might sound sacrilegious to every ranger or ranger qualified person out there, but maybe change this name of ranger school. Maybe change the name, call it something else. And that way, it's a school that you go to to learn the special set of skills. And then that leaves the ranger regiment. Those are rangers. So you don't get to be ranger qualified and then maybe, maybe not go be part of. If you're a ranger, it's because you were in 75th Ranger Regiment. But then you have the school that you can, you know, boast about. And you have your little l- licky sticky and your tabby thing that would be like, um, I don't know, Army Advanced Guy School. I don't know. I don't know what we call it.
0: The
2: Advanced Leadership Course or something.
1: I think they already uh, have that. ALC. That's for like E 7s I think. Uh, but God damn it. Maybe, maybe like com- – but if we call it Commando School – then we have a bunch of commandos running around running for office who were never really commandos. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, it, it, I, I definitely
2: acknowledge the uh, ridiculousness of all of this. Um, and I've gotten a lot of emails Um, people who uh, fall on both sides of this issue, who feel that, you know, if you graduated from ranger school, you should not be calling yourself a ranger. Um, other folks chiming in saying, you know, if you graduate from ranger school, you are a ranger period. Like some fiery emails this week, some fiery emails. And um, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't necessarily get my feathers ruffled by this argument, especially, you know, not anymore. I've been out of the Army for 10 years. It's sort of the Army's deal to figure it out. <laughs> and it's not really my <laughs> problem. Um, but I wrote an article about it because people do care about this subject, um, which is evidenced by <laughs> the uh, fiery emails
1: I, I've received. So let me ask you. The Intel guy attached to your SFODA on the ground with you—is he an operator?
2: No. And uh, now I'm I'm a little old school. I'm a little old fashioned. Okay, so also that know, is
1: the correct answer. But go ahead. The, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, may, may, maybe the uh, our, our young millennials and Zoomers out there will have words with a uh, a hapless Boomer such as myself. However, uh. An operator is somebody who serves in Delta Force or SEAL Team Six. I that is it. Uh, when you when you graduate from uh, the operator's training course, which is what it's called, to become a member of Delta Force, an operator in Delta Force, your job title is operator. That's actually what it is. Um, just like mine was Ranger or Special Forces Weapon sergeant. Like their their job title is operator. So I would say if you have not served in one of those two units, you are not an operator. I I was not an operator. I served in the Ranger Regiment and Special Forces. I was not an operator. I was a Ranger and I was a Green Beret.
1: That's been one of my favorite things, especially in the Intel community, because we don't have cool guy stuff. Like for us, there's, you know, special courses that you can go to, but they're not operator courses. They're not like breach courses typically. Um, but you got like, a lot like of LMTV operator. Is that, a, yeah. is that a course? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know, like <laughs> boring, but that's the thing. Like we don't have a lot of cool guy stuff to do in the Intel world. So I've seen folks that will latch on to the units they were with. Oh, I was, uh, an operator working, you know, working with S you know, Delta or working with, uh, special oh, it's, operations it's, it's, and it's nuts. like,
2: you- Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You'll have a guy who would be like a National Guard intelligence analyst. They'll do one pump overseas with JSOC, working with them doing intel work. And for the rest of their lives, they're a JSOC guy. I was a JSOC. <laughs>
1: like, okay, bro. <laughs> you say so. That one time. That one time. Oh, my God. Um, anything else? There was a, congr- there was a, a hearing today um you watched it I, so folks here's what i want to do and and i'm trying to convince jack email him text him tweet him i want jack and i to start doing a show where we go and we we listen and we watch these uh congressional hearings and we're, we're just gonna do mystery science theater them as they happen I think it's gonna be great. Jack, what happened today, man?
2: Uh, So there was a hearing, uh, confirmation hearings for uh, Jason Abend to be Inspector General of the Department of Defense. Huge, huge position. Uh, Bradley Hansel, Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. Lucas Polkowski, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear Chemical and Biological Defense Programs. And more pertaining to the sort of stuff I cover, Louis Bremer. Uh, to be assistant secretary of defense for special operations and low intensity conflict. So I, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Bremer has come under uh, fire, I guess you could say for some of his social media stuff saying, you know, he's a tequila drinking ex Navy SEAL uh, for posting pictures of him with Milo Yiannopoulos, who is the uh, now famous uh, political commentator who was fired from his job at Breitbart for defending pedophilia. Uh, Also a lot of leaked stuff indicating his, uh, shall we say, neo-Nazi ties. Um,
1: Wait, hold on, hold on. (laughs) This guy is connected with neo-Nazi stuff?
2: Connected with a guy who's pretty in deep with
1: it. Yeah. Milo
2: Yiannopoulos. Okay.
1: Okay milo yeah 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 i know this dude like the the super gay guy who's like got some weird position didn't he say he's as a kid he seduced the priest that molested him something something like that
2: that that was that was like the beginning of the end for milo yeah
1: yeah yeah, that was on joe rogan i believe uh yeah i think that's where he, he said that but so controversial he keeps some interesting friends if you will
2: yeah, yeah. Um, there was some other stuff that came out of the hearing, which was interesting. Um, Bremer, is uh, he's a corporate guy since he left the Navy. And uh, he sits on the board of directors for a company called Cerberus, um, which apparently owns another company called Tier One Group, which he is also on one of their committees. Um, and Tier One Group allegedly trained the Saudis who murdered Jamal Khashoggi. Yes, sir. That's right. It came, it came up in the hearings uh, just today. I was listening to it this morning.
1: And you don't want to mystery science theater this shit? Are you kidding me? Sir, this is hilarious. <laughs>
2: oh my God. The, the, the jokes I would make are probably not for public consumption. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's also a lot of stuff about ethics and culture and special operations and, and what he's going to be able to do to reform
1: uh, the so system. Does he have your vote? If you were on that board and they were like, uh, Mr. Murphy, yay or nay? I would say
2: no, honestly. And the reason why is because they asked him um, about that subject with Jamal Khashoggi and training the Saudis. And it was reported in the Washington Post and other outlets all over the world. And he sits on the board of directors for this company. He said it's only five people on the board of directors, including him. And they asked him, so did you guys do an investigation? Did this come up? Like, what did, what did you guys determine about all of this? And he's like, I don't recall. I don't recall any investigation. It's like, wait a second, bro. Your job, you're saying you're going to come in here, you're going to reform special operations, reform the culture. But you sit on a very small board for or a fairly small company, and there's a serious accusation being leveled against your company in the press that your company trained the people who murdered Jamal Khashoggi, and you're saying, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I, if I'm a senator, <laughs> no, nope, you're not the guy, because you're asleep at the wheel. that That's my
1: impression of that. That is an impressive memory. I love when people have that, especially on Capitol Hill, when they're questioned about things, and it's like... Tell me about this conversation. Like, you know, I know that conversation has everything to do with what we're doing here, and uh, super important. But I, it, it just it slips. I don't remember um, murder. I, do I don't recall murders or uh, mm, boy, just a little shaky right there. I, I I'm with you, and in fact first of all does this guy have any relation to, to paul bremer
2: i don't know interesting
1: so okay okay it, did anybody come out of that hearing looking good anybody do you think they're going to do you think they're going to pass these guys um a, a bend was questioned pretty heavily that he didn't really have a whole lot of ig
2: experience um although he had experience running investigations um, you know, And that's important. He's going to be the IG of the Department of Defense. Huge, huge position. Um,
1: Especially I right all, now, yeah.
2: I, I think they'll probably all get confirmed. I don't think there's anything in there that was so prejudici- or, or, pre- prejudicial or so offensive to the, uh, the, the senators running the hearing that they would not confirm them. Um, so I, I, I would expect that they all get confirmed.
1: Something that's been on my mind. And I would love to hear your take on it. Is this has been in the news, but it's this is one of those things it's been in the news, but it hasn't been in the news. Is Epstein and this Maxwell chick. Um this this conspiracy, alleged conspiracy of mass pedophilia, um Pito Island that Epstein was running. We've got uh apparently uh clinton gore a bunch of uh, uh dershowitz, dershowitz a bunch dershowitz. of dershowitz a bunch of people um flying with this guy to his to his island not only campbell i'm wondering stephen Hawkins bill clinton Stephen Hawkins no no stephen Hawkins yes sir. god damn it ah that hurts that one hurts. Uh, let's uh, okay before i pass judgment on this guy but i think it's pretty safe to say you can pass some judgment here in your experience uh breeding this and, and your uh your your special operations experience and knowing some of the players that are deep in the veteran community um where where where's your mind going with this is this something that you're you've been tracking and is this connected with any veterans and or um high-ranking people that we might know of
2: yeah, no, it's interesting you bring it up. I, I have been tracking this story um, since about 2014 or 2015, back, back when people used to laugh at me for talking about it. Um, nobody's laughing anymore. Uh, and that, that's largely because of the work of uh, Julie Brown at the Miami Herald, who she um, wrote a very in-depth piece about the the victims and about Jeffrey Epstein. And that's what led, I mean, honestly, without her, Epstein would never have been arrested and incarcerated. Um, without her, uh, Maxwell would not be incarcerated right now She would not be facing trial um, Basically none of this stuff would be happening If not for Julie's uh, investigative journalism um, So she really did some incredible work there um, As far as this story I, I think that there's a number of things you have to look at um, And I think there's a number of things that still will not be looked at Because of how controversial they are If you look at who Epstein is, he was a a school teacher in Brooklyn. He got a job working, you know, Wall Street, like hedge fund stuff. And after working there for only maybe a year or two, he suddenly left, formed his own company, um, becoming a finance manager exclusively to billionaires. Now, explain to me the meteoric rise from high school teacher in Brooklyn to hedge fund dude who only works with billionaires as clients? How did that happen? And so this whole question of blackmail, I think you have to roll back much further into the past than people have been willing to go. That this has been a MO, that this has been a project that Epstein has been involved in for a very long time. And back in those days, not just pedophilia, but also homosexuality was not as socially acceptable Um, you know, I don't, I don't mean to compare homosexuality and pedophilia.
1: I hope everyone understands that. Only in the, only in the sense of how taboo it was. You you could could be,
2: you could be blackmailed for being a homosexual in the past where nowadays it's not such a big deal. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing you have to look at. Then the other thing I think you really have to look at is not just this whole, um, pedophilia blackmail network is bad enough in itself. But I think to really get to the bottom of this story, you have to look at the Israeli and Saudi connections and whether or not Jeff Epstein, sorry. No, you're
1: good. Start over again. Um, No, 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 keep it in. We're good. Keep going.
2: I think you really have to look at, you know, Jeff Epstein's connections to foreign intelligence services. Um, A lot of people would like to believe that, you know, the CIA was behind this, but believe me, that organization doesn't do stuff like this particularly nowadays after the church committee hearings and everything. I think that's something
1: people forget is that our CIA, unlike uh, the GRU, for example, GRU, right? right. Uh, unlike those guys and a lot of other foreign intelligence services, compared to them, the CIA has a very tight leash,
2: Yes, they have uh, they, a lot of con- yeah. congressional oversight. They have a lot of laws they have to
1: comply with. Even the and, and, even the black ops, even the scary super, 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 super squirrels, super secret squirrel stuff. There are still people that those guys who head those projects are accountable to. And that's Congress. Like, Cong- I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no comparison
2: between, say, the Russian FSB and in uh, the CIA. They're, they're not they're not the same thing. Um, but my, my point there is that, yeah, no, no, our that, that's not how we even operate. Um, that's not how the intelligence community operates. But Epstein had these interesting connections with Israelis and Saudis. And I think that that's the thing that you really have to dig deeper into and question which intelligence agencies may have had leverage over who. And who was running Epstein? Was, was Epstein, was he really the puppet master or is there somebody behind the scenes hovering over him? And I, I think those are the questions that we're probably never going to have answers to.
1: Is there a, a point where, you know, we, we've got people like Clinton, we've got people like Gore, we've got people, unfortunately, like Hawkins now um, they decide they're going to go do dirt with this really rich guy. Nobody thought like, this is going to be held against, like, I, I could go down hardcore for this.
2: Well, look at that interview that was done with Prince Andrew, uh, which led to him not, not resigning. You can't really resign from being a prince, but he, he stepped down. Um, he did that interview, I think it was with BBC. It was with the British press. And they asked him about Virginia... Uh, Uh, The the, uh, underage, she was like a 16 year old girl at the time that was with Epstein and supposedly Prince Andrew also slept with. And they asked Prince Andrew about it. and He was like, oh, it it couldn't have been me in, in that picture because I don't hug people. There's a picture of him with this girl with his arm around her. Oh, it couldn't be me because I don't hug people. And then there was an account where she, Virginia said that she was dancing with him and he was, he was just all sweaty. And he had this answer like, Oh, well I don't sweat. So it couldn't have been me. It was just, this is, you have to understand like this is an elite class of people. They do not live in the same world as you and I, you know, if uh, we have unpaid parking tickets, like we're going to go to jail you know, if we do something, if, if you, you were a military intelligence guy, if you or I broke a classification, you know, made off with, did what Hillary Clinton did with top secret information, we'd get charged, we'd get indicted, we'd go to prison most likely unless we got plea bargained out. These people live in a different universe. They're not held accountable for things in the way that the rest of us are.
1: It reminds me of when I was doing a, a questioning of, of detainees uh, questioning That's not a much nicer word. Uh was doing some questioning of detainees. And uh, my favorite two answers, wh- one answer I got was uh, I had a video of a guy doing bad things. And I said, that's you. He goes, mister, that is impossible. That is not me. And I said, how is that not you? He goes, that man, that's a different haircut. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Hair- okay. Um, the other one was, I cannot lie. Because God will not allow me to. I like that. (laughs) I like that one. So one is the guy has a different haircut. And the other one is, I can't lie. It's physically impossible for me. God will strike me dead if I lie. So therefore, I must be telling you the truth. Um, Have you heard about any um, high-ranking officials within the DOD? Uh, I mean, you would think the president would be enough. uh, But let's go a step further. Are there any generals that have been implicated or named or... Uh, any other folks that Epstein might have absconded with uh, to his island?
2: Not, not to my knowledge, no. Um, and I, I don't have any particular insider knowledge on this subject, wouldn't, don't claim to, um, but looking over the public records and things that have been released, I, I'm not aware of any, no. Um, I, I think Epstein kind of rolled with a different sort of set. I, I don't think... He, I don't think he's the type of guy who really cared about military anything. I think he he wanted to go straight to the top, to the policymakers.
1: So the reason I ask that is because there's a couple of pictures of him wearing Navy SEAL shit. Like he, yeah. To me, it, it seemed yeah. like he had this obsession with being special. Like He wanted to be the guy that was like, I know the billionaires. I'm cool like this. When He wanted
2: to to flaunt that he could break the rules and that there is nothing anyone could do about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, That is a story that I have been carefully watching because there's, like you said, this is something that goes back years and decades even where we've been saying, like, I I was called crazy because I was like, hey, you know, they're doing this weird owl shit in the middle of the woods. Like, ah, that's just... Uh, rich people doing weird shit. I'm like, well, isn't that weird? Isn't that enough for us to go, why are rich people doing really weird shit in the woods with owls and stuff? And then, uh, whatchamacallit, WikiLeaks comes out, and you've got Hillary Clinton talking about Lucky Rabbit's Feet and Moloch. And this isn't like an email to your buddy, like, ha-ha, Moloch. No, dude, this is like an email with your State Department email to someone else mentioning weird owl shit like well I'll, I'll, i'm gonna have to go look up that email now i don't think i've seen oh, that dude but uh it, yeah it the, you
2: weird. know the, the thing is uh whether it's epstein or like you're mentioning uh bohemian
1: grove uh i like these, weird owl shit better but if you want to get technical sure bohemian grove
2: the, these things are uh are real the the, the danger is that the conspiracy theory people get a hold of it and then they blow it up into something it's not. And what that ends up doing is like muddying the waters. Um, and so that, so that you know, when I, or me or you, or anyone, any reasonable person brings up Jeff Epstein says, hey, this is wrong. Someone should do something about this. You just get laughed at because people are like, oh, you're one of those 9-11 truth people or something like that. And that, that's what the, the conspiracy theorists people do that. Like every single time they take an issue where there's some real concerns, and just turn it into something that's batshit crazy. And, and then we never really get to the
1: bottom of it because the waters have been so muddied. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I think it's an interesting conversation because especially in the veteran community, I mean, I'm plugged into a bunch of veteran groups on, on Facebook and I've been seeing a lot of anti-pedophilia, like, like, like uh, you more than ever. Like everybody's like, fuck COVID, fuck this shit pedophilia, this is happening right now. And that's a, that's a very
2: um, distinct narrative that appears specifically targeted at veterans. And I, I've noticed the same thing, Rod, the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I have to suspect that if you dig, you pull that thread, that you're going to find foreign interference on something like that because it is a propaganda narrative that specifically targets veterans and that's very similar to what i saw in 2016 the run-up to 2016 where veterans were specifically targeted by russian propaganda
1: what, what would be the purpose behind this so uh yes we, we we all agree pedophilia not good no one's going to defend that bullshit but why would the why would and get us talking about pedos.
2: Because it's messianic in nature and it plays right into the mindset that we have as veterans, just about all of us have, is that the world is made up of black hats and white hats. It's good and evil. And we are gonna join this sort of uh, messianic movement to fight evil, to conquer evil. And uh, QAnon and other conspiracy theory groups have inflated President Trump as this figure who is waging war against a deep state pedophile network. That is this bizarre narrative that has been crafted. And I think that what you've mentioned, this Wayfair conspiracy that came out the last yep. month, um, all of these posts that you're seeing, this grind on social media from veterans, suddenly talking about human trafficking and pedophilia, people I've never known to give a shit about this subject up until a week ago are suddenly all over it. So I think that there is a narrative being channeled and being directed specifically towards us right now in this moment um, that, and that narrative will likely be matured as we get closer to the election and there will be additional data points introduced into it.
1: I, I have to agree with you on that. I think that there is definitely something, I get this feeling that the ground we stand on is not firm. There is a grumble, there's something going on beneath our feet. Um, and you feel it. And I think that if you've been in the intelligence community, or maybe, or special operations community, you kind of start getting a feel for when things don't feel right. Your, your spider sense starts tingling. And I get that feeling right now in social media in general. There's a lot of weird, where's this coming from kind of stuff. Right, right. And then when you, when you, when you start putting the pieces together, And like you just said, you know, it seems like this Epstein thing would be really, it would be a closer call. It would be, I guess the MO fits more for a fist than it does a domestic agency. So let's say, sake of argument, with the Russians or the Chinese running Epstein, collecting dirt on our powerful, our elite, our high ranking or whatever, and then election season comes by, and you start releasing all this pedophilia stuff, counterpedo. So what it really turns out is you're controlling the narrative because now you're you've got the uh, you've got the public by the balls, and you're able to say this. When you squeeze, be mad about this. And also, right. it just so happens I have the fuel for that fire. So. Yeah. One video, two videos, and before you know it, we're all like, fuck these guys and all this other stuff.
2: The, the Russians specifically call this reflexive control theory. Uh, it's about understanding what reactions people will have, and then you feed them the information to induce them to take that action. So rather than getting directly involved in something, you take this indirect approach. You feed information into the system, which could be social media in this case. And knowing that certain American cultures are predisposed towards reacting to that information in a certain way. This whole pedophilia thing that we've both been talking about that is this, suddenly in the last two weeks, it's this big thing amongst veterans That is something that you can introduce into us. We have this very bipolar worldview as veterans. Again, we see things as good guys and bad guys, and we want to be the good guys and fight the bad guys. That's something that plays directly into the core of who we
1: are. I think it's interesting because I have no doubt somebody's going to leave a comment below and say, Rod, you're calling this a foreign intelligence operation, which means... You don't think pedophilia is real, which means you support pedophilia, which means you're a bad human being. Right. And I that's, think that's that's part of that's part of the narrative. That's plugged into it. Yeah. So the minute you try and dismiss or you try and and expose this as being a illegitimate operation or you're saying like hey folks, this is actually people controlling you, now you seem like a crazy person, like, are you saying pedophilia is good? Are you saying that's okay? Like, no, You're a, a why are you saying. a bad person, Rod? You know, yeah, what's that I, about? I know, what, right? What skeletons you got in your closet there, pal?
2: You know, you know I, that, that's I, part yeah. of what's built into mm-hmm. the narrative to discredit anyone who speaks out against it. Uh, you know, the, the sad reality of, of human trafficking and pedophilia is that it's something that's been with us since the dawn of time. And there is no indication that it's going to go away anytime soon. And the, uh, you know, I've, I've been to, you know, uh, international human counter human trafficking conference down in Florida with police officers from, uh, all over the world. Um, and the the reality of human trafficking is just very different than what the public thinks it is. Um, and, and almost more disturbing in a lot of ways. And maybe that's a whole other podcast sometime. Um, but, the, the, the social media narratives aren't really reflective of what's really going
1: on. Well, I will leave you with this, um, this, this, this string that we just pulled leads to bigger things. And I know, uh, I mean, I've been shocked by some of the stuff that I've been hearing everything from yeah, he had a pedo Island to these people hunt children. They eat them spirit. Uh, what is it? spirit meals or some crazy shit? uh
2: one, one final thought on, on that, on this particular subject. So a friend of mine is a, a military officer and he was in a, like a staff meeting packed full of other military officers. And those officers were talking about the Wayfair conspiracy, that this company Wayfair is like uh, the conspiracy is that they're like trafficking children by hiding them inside the furniture they make and like boxing them up and nailing them off to people. It's a crazy, insane conspiracy theory he said these officers are sitting around the conference table talking about it as if it's real. Like, yeah, that's really happening. But here's where we, as, as soldiers, as veterans, we are very susceptible to this kind of propaganda. And uh, we have not, as a group of people, we have not come to terms with that at all.
1: But at the same time, I think the biggest problem that we have with this is recently conspiracies have come true i mean the very fact that you just like like you just said i was talking about this way back and people call me crazy and then 10 years five years later oh by the way epstein did have a fucking pedo if you'd have told me 10 years ago that a super billionaire uh was taking rich folks to an island and having sex with sex with children i'd be like well possible but unlikely because you're telling me the president of the United States right uh, back in the day just jumped on a jet with this pr- like what about the Secret Service what about this and then you've got secret service members come forward you can saying oh yeah this dude would just leave like leave we had it, no it, idea where he it was goes
2: it goes back to what you said about uh, socially that we're all on shaky ground we feel it that were on shaky ground. Now that can be, you look at that in a number of ways. The the things that were supposed to happen did not happen. Things that were not supposed to happen, happened. 9-11 happened. The invasion of Iraq happened. The 2008 housing crisis happened. Uh, Donald Trump got elected, which we were all told was not supposed to happen. All of these things that the experts said would not happen, happened. A lot of the things that we were taught in high school, you know, in, in grade school turned out not to be true. Uh, if, if you turn on the science channel, the history channel, you're going to be inundated with shows about conspiracies. So it's no surprise that and here we shops. are. <laughs> here, here we are. I'm 37 years old now. So I grew up around, you know, in the same culture as everyone else. I, I experienced the same things as the rest of you. It's not really necessarily surprising that people are gravitating towards these alternative explanations Of how our country works.
1: It's weird time you know, I I, we've said this before. Every time you and I talk, I think we always finish off with strange times that we live in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and right before this conversation even started, we were in, you know, uh before the camera started rolling, uh, we were talking about aliens. And now the government's saying, Hey, by the way, aerial phenomena group, real. Uh we're gonna tell you. Uh, possibly ghosts, but this is the shit that really does, and I have no doubt this episode is going to get the most clicks, the most views, because we are talking about weird shit. People love this stuff; people eat it up. <laughs> but by God damn it, nine eleven was supposed to be cut and dry, right? Bad guys, terrorists, plane, building, kill them build, all. all, yeah, kill them all. But we'll be back be, home in five years
2: or yeah, one year, whatever. Yeah,
1: it, it turns out to be it was it was the Saudis. It was they were Saudis. Like oh shit. So wait, why did we go to Afghanistan again? Right uh oh then iraq oh, iraq easy easy kill right they like, fucking saddam and nukes and uh where are the nukes oh yeah we got lied to about that that whole war are bad um we just keep getting hit with like not true not true conspiracy not true like oh look look, our, our banks are all screwed up uh so what do we do bail them
2: out give them billions and billions of dollars and uh, all the people who got kicked out of their homes screw them
1: and now I can't. Now I can't. I can't buy a cup of coffee with, with money, because there's a fucking change shortage now. Like,
2: what? Right. What and, is and happening? Now, and now, of course, COVID. On top of all of these things we've been talking about, you have COVID that adds to the stress in people's lives. That they've lost their jobs. Um, that they're or they're, they're underemployed. That they're uh, you know in serious financial duress. Um, also, they're socially isolated. And the average human being is not like me. I can be locked in a room by myself for a month. I don't care. The average person without human contact, they really do get stressed out and they start to, to freak out about that. Um, yep. So
1: socially, yeah, people are under a lot of pressure right now. So next week on The Back Brief, we will be uh, talking about the mark of the beast. Um, <laughs> Uh COVID, five G, and we'll have a special guest—the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> all, oh, by the way, aliens will be arriving. That, I, I'm not. Maybe aliens are taking all our change. Who the fuck knows? But um, that is it, folks. Um, there was no room in this episode really for a mid mid show promo because we, we when Jack and I are going, we go. Uh, but uh, connectingbets.com. I promise you. Not all of it's as interesting, uh, not uh, interesting, but not all of it is as weird as this conversation or is it? <laughs> Maybe it is that weird. Maybe connecting vets is super weird. You should go check it out. Find out for yourself, connectingvets.com. We have uh, amazing journalists covering real world stories. They are on Capitol Hill. They are looking out for your interests, whether you're a veteran, a supporter of veterans, a service member. Hey, if you're a service member, you will be a veteran someday. So get plugged into the system now. Start understanding how this thing works because the VA uh, lawmakers, legislation, and aliens. It's all connected. You're connected. ConnectingVets.com. That was Jack Murphy. Jack, where can people find out more about you?
2: Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jack Murphy RGR, And uh, I also run a uh, podcast and uh, live stream show called The Team House that you find on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you go for that kind of stuff.
1: One of the dopest podcasts, on the planet this is it's like it's it's, it's like legit guests folks legit oh, yeah. guests yeah not, not I, I, like, think, I, I think i think like this ramshackle show where i just have jack murphy on
2: <laughs> no no we had like an 81 year old special forces veteran served in vietnam last week he uh joined special forces 1961 um this, so this this guy's like the real deal was in some real stuff um and it's just amazing to be able to
1: speak with people like that that's the guy that today's operators look at and go, yeah, I would fuck with him still. Eighty years old. Not, not fucking with that. (laughs) (laughs) That that dude's been through too much folks. (laughs) That was Jack Murphy. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was the back brief and I will see you next week. Thanks for watching or listening, whatever.